Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to Breaking Beauty, the podcast all about the breakthrough people, products, and moments in beauty. We're your hosts, Jill Dunn and Carlene Higgins. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Breaking Beauty Podcast, where we're pouring you a tall glass of beauty water every single week. Two beauty editors, now podcasters, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Jill Dunn. Hello, Jill. Hey, Carlene. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. And I'm just giddy over here, honestly, because for the first time in a very long time, our guest today, our wonderful guest, will be joining me live in studio, live from New York, face-to-face, no Zoom. And I'm I'm really ready for this human face-to-face interaction. Most definitely. And I am a little jealous. I'm not going to lie. You'll have to bring me back a slice of Ruby Rosa pizza. Okay, Jill? <laughs> I, I will. I am very, very sad that you won't be joining me. I know. Me, me too. Either. Me too. Sad face. But I am happy and excited for today's episode. So let's tell everybody who you're going to be meeting up with. So it's makeup artist Daniel Martin. Hold for applause. <laughs> um, most iconically, of course, Daniel did Meghan Markle's makeup for her wedding back in 2018. So who better to have on our show today to talk about special occasion makeup and how to look amazing in pictures, whether you're headed to a prom or a wedding guest. My personal feed right now is just like a wedding. I feel like anytime there's a weekend, there's like 10 weddings. Yes. That's populating my feed. I think people are making up for lost time. 100%. Or maybe you're the bride. I know weddings, they're just back in full effect. I love going to weddings, but that's a side note. (laughs) So Daniel has been a top, top makeup artist in the scene since 2004. He was doing the minimalist Y2K makeup before TikTok even existed. His work has appeared in Vogue, Mary Claire, Elle, Harper's Bazaar, and his client roster includes Priyanka Chopra, Jessica Biel, Gemma Chan, and of course, Megan, the Duchess of Sussex. Daniel is also Tatch's Global Director of Education and Artistry. So in today's episode, we're going to find out what kind of makeup exactly makes all the difference between just looking okay in pictures and looking straight fire. And sometimes you can look great in a photo, but in person, you might look kind of cakey. So Jill, I know you're going to ask him about that too. That's my personal nightmare that like, I think I look good, but then like people are talking about how bad my makeup is afterwards. You know what I mean? It's a fine line. It's a fine Uh line. 
And really, Daniel is all about that base, which, of course, is the foundation for a great skin day. IRL or in photos. So we're going to find out how to match your primer to your foundation to make sure they're working together. The skincare to avoid if you don't want to get that pill. All of this and more. And don't forget, every single product that we mention, we will recap it over on our website like we do every single week. It's breakingbeautypodcast.com. And if you love today's episode, please leave us a review in Apple Podcasts. There's been so many great ones rolling in. We read them all. We sincerely appreciate them all that you take the time to do that. So please leave us a little note over there. And be sure to follow us on TikTok at Breaking Beauty Podcast, as well as on Instagram at Breaking Beauty Podcast, because... Daniel brought some products with him and we're going to do a little show and tell. So I can't wait for you guys to see that. All right. So take me to church, Daniel Martin. Welcome, Daniel, to Breaking Beauty Podcast. I have, this is long awaited. We've always wanted to have, have you on our show. And thanks for squeezing us in because I know this week you were at the White House. Yeah. <laughs> what were you doing at the White House? Tell me it everything. It was so wild. We got invited. Um, it's AAPI month. Yeah. It was funny because two of us were together last Thursday at an event and we got this email. And at first I was like, I don't know if it's spam. Don't open it. <laughs> it's like a White House email address. I'm like, really? who's going to contact me from there? <laughs> But it wound up being this incredible invitation. And um, I'd never been to the White House. Yeah. So it was really cool to kind of experience that and just to kind of be there under that context. Yeah. Um, but it was so inspiring. And, you know, the Bidens were there and VP and her husband. It was really cool. I'm trying to like still process it because yeah. it was just so awesome. It's like one of those things that you can't describe because it was just… I'm still awestruck. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Wow. Bucket bucket list. Take <laughs> right. that one off. <laughs> that, so. Actually, that wasn't even on my bucket list because I'm who's going to invite me to the White House? <laughs> well, you know, now that's been done. So, you know, obviously today we're going to be talking to you all about how to look camera ready. You know, the hot girl summer, whatever we're calling it, 2022 is here. You know, and I mean, there's probably not a media outlet in the world that hasn't started an, an article with you without mentioning the fact that Meghan Markle, the Duchess of Sussex, uh, without mentioning her name. So you're kind of like inextricably linked to her at this point ever since you did her wedding makeup. So um, do you still do her makeup often? Are you friends? Tell us everything. We are really good friends. Okay. I still see her for makeup. Mm -hmm. um, we're, I'm just really lucky that after all this, we've been able to maintain our friendship and mm -hmm. we've been friends for, gosh, 12 years now. That's amazing. Today's episode is all about getting ready for those summer soirees and looking great in photos. And I have to know, if you were doing a bride's makeup this summer, how would you make it 2022? I've always done the same type of makeup. Yeah. And that's kind of like what I've been known for. Mm -hmm. What would you say is your signature? Um, it's, it's always about being able to let the skin look like skin. Mm -hmm. And, you know, eyes, lip, cheek, whatever it is, mm -hmm. is like an accessory to the face. Mm -hmm. So it, whether it's a pop of color on the eye or a pop of color on the lip, mm -hmm. I look at color on the face as like an accessory. Mm -hmm. So you kind of have to hone in and play up that one feature that you love and that let that be like the statement earring or the statement necklace. So I, you know, it, it's always been a respect to the skin first. Yeah. And then everything afterwards is just like an accessory. Yeah. So I think for me, again, going back to skin, it's like I don't think anyone really wants to wear so much makeup when it's so hot out. Yeah. So it's trying to find 
you know, the skincare that works underneath it, whether it's a primer or a moisturizer yeah. or a foundation or a tinted moisturizer, something that's going to make your skin feel comfortable. Right. And you don't want to feel like you have to keep touching up the rest of the night. Yeah. Because who has time for that? You want to celebrate. You want to drink. You want to yeah. hug. Like, yeah. You don't want to have to worry about your face cracking or melting or yeah. falling apart. Yeah, absolutely. So it's like those same staples that you, but it's always still about the skin. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, got it. And how do you strike the balance? Okay, this is something that I think about all the time. How do you strike the balance between looking good in person and looking good in photos? Because frankly, I've seen a lot of brides and celebrities too, for that matter. Sometimes, you know, in person, they look kind of cakey or a little bit like they're wearing a mask, but then in their pictures, they look really good. So what is, what's the key there? You know, everything's retouched. Everyone has a filter now. Yeah. So the execution afterwards, I mean, that's, that's just the nature of where things are. Right. right. Yeah. So for me, especially for like the Oscars or mm-hmm. something that's going to be televised, yeah. that's where you really have to hone in on your skill. And for me as an artist, I need to make sure that the face is going is going to last, right. but also I don't want to have that perception of exactly. in person she looked this way, but then I saw her on the screen or I saw her in photos and it looks like a complete other situation. Yeah. yeah. So for me, it's always to really understand the state of my client's skin before mm-hmm. I put anything on top of it. Right. So if you have someone who's like a combination skin or an oily skin, really work with products that are addressed to that skin type because that'll keep the longevity of the makeup that you put on top of it. Right. So it's all about that skin prep. Yeah. Okay. You know, when you work with celebrities, like an event like the Oscars, they're starting to get ready so early in the day, right? Um, You know, and sometimes, or even for a press preview, they're having like a morning show, a noontime show, and then they have an event at night. So what's the key product or technique, in your opinion, to keeping that makeup in place all day, looking gorgeous, you know, I feel like people really struggle with the base. So maybe we can start there, like the tricks for locking in the right base and foundation. Totally. So again, going back to my skincare, mm-hmm. I always prep with the same products because okay. I know that that's what's going to keep anything that I put on top of it right. to lock down. Right. So for me, it's the Tatcha Texture Tonic, which is a gentle fruit acid based exfoliation. Okay. So last weekend I was with um, Laura Carmichael from Downton Abbey. Oh, and love They her. were here in town for the premiere. And she just flew in the night before. Usually, if you're coming in from somewhere else, you're on a plane, your skin's drier. The next day, you still see that. So for me, it was to bring that hydration and moisture back into her skin. Mm-hmm. So it was a gentle exfoliation with our texture tonic. I used the water cream, Tatcha water cream moisturizer, and then locked it down with our liquid silk canvas. Mm-hmm. So the liquid silk canvas primer is a water-based primer. Right. So I try to keep my skincare all within the same base. Okay. And that tends to be more water. Right. Hydration. Mm-hmm. So, the, and then the foundation on top of it would meld so that, and it's usually a long wear foundation because there's so many great formulations out there now. And the one that I'm obsessed with is the NARS, um, I have it right here. Okay, let's show and tell everyone. Uh, It's the light reflecting foundation. Oh my gosh, okay. I'm obsessed with this because it does not move. 
It feels comfortable on the skin. It looks incredible on camera, mm-hmm. and it looks incredible in photos. Okay. When did you discover this one? They sent it to me, God, months ago, mm-hmm. and I've just been obsessed with it since. So it's like a new favorite. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And it's just, I mean, every time I use it on someone, they're like, I feel like I'm not wearing any foundation. Wow. And then in photos, you look incredible. Okay. Have you heard of the TikTok star, Michaela Nagara? She has like the Boston accent. She was on our show and she was talking about how she was testing wedding makeups and this was the front runner as well. Yeah. I think yeah. this exact one. Okay. That's because it makes your skin still look like skin. Yeah. And what about concealing in the mix? When do you do the concealer? I do concealer after foundation just okay. because this gives you nice, like medium buildable coverage. Mm-hmm. So if you just want to even out skin tone, do that first and then use a concealer afterwards because mm-hmm. concealers tend to be drier and more pigmented. Yeah. So that's where I'm able to kind of like cheat and just add more coverage. Right. But say if you're someone who's oily or um, who have more acneic skin, mm-hmm. this primer that um, Dr. Josh Zeichner sent me is incredible because okay. it's formulated with salicylic acid. Oh, it's called Jory or jo- J-O-R-X-I. Jory. Oh my God, don't kill us. <laughs> He, I just got it like a week ago and okay. used it. And I was like, Dr. Joshua Zeichner. Yes. Right? Okay. He created this incredible primer. Ooh. Um, here, try it. Let me see, guys. I'm doing a live uh, test. This is acne and oil controlling primer. Oh, it's like a gel base. Yeah. And it's clear. Okay. So it's not going to interrupt the pigmentation of your foundation or concealer on top. Oh, of it. and it actually has salicylic acid in it. Yeah. Oh. 2% okay. too. Okay. That, and it kind of just like melts into yeah. the skin. Okay. I'm going to try that one out. My ride or die is the Tatcha Silk Canvas Primer. So it's hard to step away from that when you know I that know, it works. I know. <laughs> but there, I have some clients who, if you have textured skin yeah. or acne recovery, yeah. I feel like this one yeah. is yeah. going to be a game changer for you because it's clear. It'll like I notice how well it grabs foundation. Oh yeah, and it doesn't change the pigmentation because sometimes skincare underneath can oxidize foundation. Right. It can get darker. Yeah, this hasn't happened to me. Okay, and these two together have been great. So this is the the Dr. Zeichner primer and the Nars self reflecting or no, what's it called? Uh, Light reflecting foundation. Light reflecting foundation, not (laughs) (laughs) self-reflecting. I just want to go back to concealer for a second. How do you apply concealer when you're putting it on afterwards? Um, That's such a great question because I feel like everyone kind of has their thing. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, it's more about just either manipulating the darkness or bringing light into certain places like Mm -hmm. around the eyes. Yeah. Um, This one by Dior, it's the new backstage concealer, has a brush. Okay. And I love this because it's just a little bit goes a long way. Wow. So this is like, it almost looks like a paintbrush, everybody. Wow. I've never seen that from them before. Yeah. I think this just came out in the spring. Okay. Um, But yeah, I love this. And it's just, it gives me enough coverage and it's buildable. And it's just easy to keep in my kit because it's in a plastic. Right. Now, something like that, when I see those paintbrush kind of applicators, sometimes I think, oh, that might be a little bit messy or I'll put on too much. So do you have any tips for that or getting that one on? Spot it on and Uh then blend it out with your finger or a brush. Okay. Yeah. I I mean, the thing about TikTok that drives me crazy is like they take the applicator and they're literally just like dragging it on the base. Yeah. And then you wind up using so much. Yeah. Yeah. And then you keep beating your face with your beauty blender to buff that out. But then it still looks like too much. Yeah. So just build it up. Take the time to build it up rather than just like 
Like I was with someone recently and they were squirting their foundation on their sponge while they were talking to me and it was driving me crazy. <laughs> Cause it was like a quarter size of foundation. And I was just like, oh my God. Yeah, stop the insanity. Yeah, where are you gonna put that? You only have one piece. <laughs> I know. I think that people are getting a lot of tips from TikTok and they see people doing that. And it's it's quite wasteful, honestly. It's wasteful and it's for the spectacle of it all, yeah, which I yeah. get. But at the same time, if you just bought a $60 foundation mm-hmm. and you need three pumps, yeah. that's too much. Yeah. That's way too much. Okay. And then the age-old question about finding the right concealer shade for you. What's your tip on that? Oh, gosh. I always try to go at least one to two shades lighter. Okay. Maybe even half of from your foundation shade. Okay. Just because you just, you don't want a drastic change. Yeah. But also, too, you need to understand what your concealer is going to do for you. So if it's covering acne or if it's, you know, discoloration, dark eyes, mm-hmm. um, those mm-hmm. tend to, you want to use a, a corrector yeah. for the darkness mm-hmm. rather than use a thicker concealer that's just going to look heavier on the skin. Right. So it just kind of depends on what you're trying to address mm-hmm. and find that formulation that best suits that. Okay. Good to know. I also want to ask you about mask wearing and how you're dealing with that as an artist because it just happened to me this morning where I like put on my entire makeup and then I was like, oh, I got to take an Uber. I have to put this mask on. And it's just like such a killjoy because you end up with your makeup all over the inside of your masks and then it's like disrupted for the whole day. And I'm like, why did I even bother? So (laughs) do you have any... Uh, tricks for that because I'm sure that happens a lot with celebs where they're like getting ready in a hotel room and then even just to pop to the lobby to get their car, they're putting the mask on. So what are your tips for that? So, I mean, I try to use long wear products that has a quick dry down so the transfer isn't so bad. Also too, it's the type of mask that you're wearing. Mm -hmm. There's this K brand, Korean brand mask that I get on Amazon called Air Queen. Oh. And the way that it's built out, it kind of sits out from the face. Okay. So if they have lipstick on, it it won't touch. Okay. And it's, I mean, it's so, it just literally sits out from the face. So it's more of like a cone shape or something. Yeah. Yeah, Or like a beak. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it sits out from the face. And I mean, unfortunately, depending on how tight your mask is, you may get those indentations. But sometimes I'll just tell them, just use your finger just to like break that up or they'll have a little sponge. Or I found these powder puffs on Amazon. Okay. And it's so soft, but you just put your finger through it and just kind of blend. Okay. You can feel it. It's Okay. So this is like a everyone listening, this is like a triangle shape and it kind of feels almost like a microfiber, but it's not. Yeah, it's super, super. It's almost like silk. Yeah. And then you just use this, even if you don't have any product on it, to just kind of like blend everything. Yeah. Okay, I got to buy those. We're, by the way, everyone, we will link to everything that Daniel yes. <laughs> is mentioning. So you can add to your Amazon cart. Okay. okay, that's good to know. That will save me this summer. And okay, I remember when we met you actually at Sephora a few oh years ago. Oh my God. You were on stage oh and my we were God. doing um, a demonstration. We were in LA, right? Yeah, it was the first Sephora. Oh, that's right. I think that was 2018. Yes. So we were fangirling. We were in the front row, by the way. And um, but Carlene and I still talk about this. Where you you touched on it earlier today too. But you said that you, when it comes to primer, you want to match your primer to your foundation's base. So if it's water based primer, you want a water based foundation. It's oil based primer, you want oil based foundation. 
So how can a regular listener figure that out at home? Is it something on a label or, you know, why this is important? It's literally on the label. Okay. So if you look at your moisturizer and mm-hmm. the first ingredient's water, mm-hmm. if you look at your primer and the first ingredient's water, that's the compatibility right okay, there. Okay, great. Everything I try to use, no matter what the skin type is, I try to use as a water base mm-hmm. just because if it has pigment in it, the moisture in that product, the water dissipates over time. And then what's left on the skin is pigment. Okay. So once that dissipates off the skin, everything should lock down right. seamlessly. Right. Sometimes if you know you see it, oil doesn't mix well with water. And when we say oil, I'm talking about silicones. So sometimes once that dissipation happens, it starts to coagulate. And then you see the breaking up on your face. And you're like, why is this happening? Because you followed, you know, if you're someone who does that, you know, K-Beauty 11-step ritual. And then you put your makeup on. And then an hour later, you're like, wait a minute, why is this happening? That's what's happening is that everything you put on top is just starting to break up and dissipate. Okay, so those are really good tips about, um, you know, matching the ingredients on the label of your primer to your foundation. Look for water as the first ingredient or silicones or oils, and then you'll know you're matching up. And when it comes to skincare, I feel like certain serums, moisturizers, and SPFs might carry makeup or hold makeup better while others you know, they separate it or they pill, especially on a hot day. So what are your best tricks or what do you want to avoid? Is there one product that you're like, I know she used that on her face and my makeup's not lasting? Like oh, any gosh. culprits? I I don't want to call out a brand. Do it, but, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I do. And that was the big thing. Like now since we're going to summer, it's mm-hmm. like trying to find that SPF that really worked underneath makeup. Yeah. And when... I joined the team at Tatcha. That was kind of my first, I don't want to say my first product because I've created products from them before, Mm -hmm. but that was my main thing was like, if we're going to launch into mineral sunscreen, we need it to be SPF 50 and we also need it to be clear. I don't want a white cast. This is why. And I just wanted to create a, like an SPF that could also double as a primer. So we launched the Silk Sunscreen like three months ago, and it's a product that's sold out for us. It's the perfect companion for summer brides. You have it here? I have it here. I haven't been Um, able to get my hands on it yet because it's sold out all the time, guys. Yes, so I want you to try it. Okay, I'm going to see. So we added a tint. Okay. So it's like a pink beige, and any skin tone can wear it. As you can see, it completely dries down clear. Oh, wow. And it's SPF 50? SPF 50 mineral. Okay. And then I'm just going to just do a little drop of foundation on. Okay. This is the NARS foundation again. And you just see how beautiful and compatible it is because it still keeps that radiance. Yeah. yeah. And you have protection underneath. Yeah. That's amazing. Now, where would you put the primer? Is that the primer, do you think? This is your primer. Yeah. This yeah. is your sunscreen and primer in one. In one. Okay. And I tell everybody, I'm like, you need oh, to yeah, use really nice. this like a moisturizer. Okay. So right after your moisturizer, mm-hmm. you put this on with your hands. There's no brush. There's no sponge. You literally have to work this into the skin. Okay. And then you do your foundation right afterwards. Wow. And does this work on the skin, like all skin tones? All skin like tones. Melanated all skin skins? Tones. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Okay. Because again, you're wow. using it as a primer. Right. And you're also getting that sun protection. Yeah, beautiful. 
I understand why it sold out, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's so nice. And I, I mean, I have to admit, I hate sunscreen. Yeah. yeah. I hate the way that it feels. That was another thing. I was like, let's create something that feels like moisturizer. Yeah. yeah. Because some sunscreens can be so heavy. And then when you're out in the sun, you can feel it. And it just doesn't feel comfortable. Whereas this, it plays like a moisturizer. Yeah. But yeah. you know you're getting the sun protection. I mean, I'm really here for the fact that a makeup artist was behind a sunscreen formulation because there are so many SPFs out there. There's more than ever, but often they are from skincare companies and they're not holding it to the same standard that you are because you're like, this has to go on um, all of my clients of all backgrounds and it has to look good on camera and no flashback and like all of that stuff. Okay, this is definitely adding to that to cart as well. <laughs> and if your makeup is pilling, what do you think a culprit might be? Or is it like too much powder at the end or setting spray? Like A lot of times when that happens, mm -hmm. you have to look at the duration of time between you set your makeup and when that happens. Okay. okay. So if it's usually within an hour, it's the base of whatever product you put on top of it that's oh, starting to peel, that's starting to separate from your skincare. Okay. So if you're a person that loves a serum, I would probably concentrate my serums at night rather mm -hmm. than during the day. Okay. Um, because serums tend to protect the skin and sit on the skin. Yeah. So, and if you put anything on top of it, it's just going to interrupt it and interrupt the process. So, I would say stick to your serums, your retinols, all that in the evening. Mm -hmm. And then during the day, you just want to hydrate and protect okay. and then put your makeup on on top. Okay. Keep it really simple. Keep it really simple, especially yep. if you're one that has to wear makeup for hours. Yeah. And you uh -huh. don't want to have to touch it up. 100%. And does self-tanner mess with people's makeup? I'm not personally a big self-tanner person, but I know there's all these like glow drops and stuff you can add in now. And um, what are your celeb friends doing? Because are they about it? Is is there a go-to that they're all doing or using? I mean, a lot of my clients, they tend to do like, self-tanner on the body mm -hmm. right before a big event. Yeah. yeah. Um, they don't ever do it on the face because then it's my job to then if, because sometimes you're, Match. yeah. Mm -hmm. And our faces tend to be a little bit darker than our bodies. Right. And if you darken the face and you darken the body and you realize your face is darker, I can't go in and then try to make you lighter. Right. Because then it interrupts the texture mm -hmm. of the skin versus mm -hmm. the color. Yeah. So I tell my clients, if you're going to do a self-tanner, do your body, and then I'll take care of matching it with your face. Okay. Because it just <laughs> can, get a, it can get really messy. And then they're like, uh, it's yeah. just, yeah. It's like, you know, getting a facial or doing treatments before a big event. Yeah. You want to make sure that you, you know, A, you want to make sure that you trust your esthetician. Mm -hmm. I work really closely with Joanna Vargas. Yeah. And we share a lot of clients. So she'll tell me, hey, so-and-so is coming in. This is what we're doing, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And it's like this tag team process. Mm -hmm. um, so it's so helpful to kind of have that relationship with them just because you can understand the state of your client's skin before the big day and just be prepared for that. Yeah. But for a bride, you know, you want to do treatments like that maybe the week before yeah. or a few days prior not the day before the wedding. Yeah. yeah. And that's such a good point. I think a lot of people are investing more in those things around special occasions and it can kind of like create like a purge on your skin. It's like not, it's not always the desired outcome. So you don't want to do it like too closely yeah. to um, the date that you want to be 
out there and looking your best. Now, what's a hack that you might have for dark circles? Because I feel like unless you're using a filter and or you're really working your angles, dark circles tend to stand out in photos even more than real life. So do you have a hack for that? Gosh, I would say, you know, really invest in a color corrector. Okay. What's your favorite brand? Oh, gosh. NARS does a really nice one and there's three different colors and it's really low emollients and it's a lot of pigment. So I'll use it and it does not move. Okay. Okay. Um, And there's like a light peach one, a red, and then I think like like a light pink. Okay. Depending on the skin tone or more. Yeah, it's like a beige pink. I tend to use the orange one a lot. Um, but that's the one that I love right now just because I can move move it. It's not so creamy because okay. a lot of time if there's too much pigment, it starts to interrupt the foundation and then it just makes that whole area that you're trying to correct heavy looking. Also know your light. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like overhead light is a no bueno for anyone with dark circles. Mm-hmm. If you have puffier eyes, I always like to do an eye mask while I'm doing makeup. So I'll prep the skin first. And then yeah. like one of my favorite eye masks is the bro mask. Oh, I um, don't know it. This is so good for, there's a lot of caffeine in this, oh. but it feels really great on the skin. And, and they're just like for under eye patches. Yeah, I'm going to give this cool. one to you. you take oh, okay, cool. It. And then I'll put that on after the skincare and then let that sit while I do work on the eyes. Just because sometimes, too, the fallout of the eyeshadow and mascara yeah. and stuff will fall onto the eye mask. Yeah. So when I, when they're done or when I'm done, I just lift the mask off and then it's all clean. Okay. So it's like a dual purpose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can get, yeah, I'm, I am the puffy. Oh, you're going to love that. That's- okay. I'm going to try it. And I, I always find in the morning, no matter how much ice rolling I do, it's like my eyes are still puffy. Yeah. So... Let's talk about blush because I feel like it's back. And to me, the difference between looking dead and alive is blush, (laughs) you know? So are you feeling creams or powders or like, I mean, honestly, the tart cheek stain is back. You know, does it depend on this person's skin type? And let's talk also about placements because the gold standard tip forever was like, smile, put the blush on the apple of your cheek, blend it in, you're good. And now it's like, people are doing sunburnt blush and like bringing it up under their eyes and like, all of that stuff. So let's start first with the blushes that you like and then talk about placements. Oh God, this is such a great question because I feel like people don't understand the difference between contour and blush. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm always looking to shape the face mm-hmm. and then add that bit of color to just add, to bring that warmth back. Because sometimes if you contour too much, it could look too drastic and too dark. Whereas you just want a bit of shaping. You need to understand how light hits the face. So you really want that to just kind of warm up that spot. So what I tend to do is it's kind of backwards than what everyone's been told. And I try to bring light into the face first and then wrap around it, like contour around the light. So like I'll do the base, do the foundation, do the powder, and then I see where the highest points are on the face. And that's where I'll go with the highlighter. Sometimes it's a powder, sometimes it's liquid. That enables me to see the higher points on the face mm-hmm. so that where I can cheat the contour and wrap that depth around it okay. to bring that cheek up or to bring the eye out. Mm-hmm. And then I'll add color towards this. I don't want to say too much of the center, but I would say like, my glasses, but like <laughs> you, you want to smile and just see where that, Apple comes out, and that's where that color goes. So 
So we're not totally in the dark ages by still doing it that way. Right, right. <laughs> because you want that that color to look natural. You want it to yeah. look real. And mm-hmm. if you have a big cheek and you, you know, that's how you smile, mm-hmm. that's where that color should be because that's where it's the most authentic. Right, um, right. You can either, I love a powder, but sometimes if you put too much cream on and you're like, oh my God, how do I break this down? Go over it with foundation. Okay. And then that actually makes the color come through, right. which I kind of love. So you really, you do your cheek color basically at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll actually okay. do it after the lip. Wow. Because I don't want that color to compete. Okay. Um, but I've been, I just recently met Drew Barrymore and she gave me her makeup. And okay. Obs- let's see it. I'm obsessed with this blush. Okay. It's like the perfect peach tangerine. Okay. And I can use it on any skin tone. And it's like the perfect clean, like peach color. Okay. What's the name of the shade? Um, the shade is called um, Flower Pots Blush Peach Primrose. Okay. Beautiful. And it's so nice. And it's just like satiny and beautiful. I love her products. Okay. Any other products from her line that you love? Oh gosh. She does this lip tint that I actually put on the cheek and okay. it does not move. Really? It's beautiful. Yeah. And she has this really cool highlighter that has flecks of gold in it. And it's so bright. Like it's like really radiant and luminizing that I love putting it on the body. Oh, no way. Yeah. Okay. That's a good hack too. Um, Yeah. I've only tried a handful of her products, but I know that she's like a beauty girly. So I think she would have high standard for her. (laughs) Yeah. And that was the thing that I loved was that she really understood formulation. She's like, I really wanted to make sure that my makeup had great payoff and it does. So it's cool that she's not only like the face of the brand, but she is in there in the kitchen really creating this stuff. So it's Very nice. cool. And it's so affordable. So affordable. As well. Okay, so we're we're gonna skip the sunburnt blush. That's what I'm hearing from you <laughs> this time. I just I mean it's in a, it's for effect. Yeah. yeah. So like, you know, if you're getting married, you don't want to look at those pictures and be like, what happened I do? Also, I've noticed you haven't really talked about a setting spray or even a loose powder, finishing powder. So for that polished look, maybe that is something we could talk about. Yeah, I mean, you know. If you're someone who likes the look of skin, who wants that radiance, yeah. but you don't want to look shiny in your pictures, yeah. blotting yourself with in the T-zone, that's where to go. If you're someone who has more combination skin, oily skin, and you need something to set, I would do something that has, I would do powder before setting spray. Okay. And the reason why is because there's a lot of alcohol in setting spray mm-hmm. that can actually alter the um, color of your foundation through the oxidation process because that's the setting spray has alcohol and the alcohol feels cooling on the skin, but the alcohol is what's changing the pigment. Oh, okay. That's a good point. What's your favorite setting powder? I actually use two. So there's RCMA, which is a makeup artist brand, Uh and they have this powder called No Color Powder, and it looks white, but I can use it on the deepest skin tone. Okay, really? And it's just, I mean, unfortunately, it's like, I don't want to say it's pure talc, yeah. But I don't know what's in it, but it works. Okay. And it doesn't make my makeup move. And I would bust that out for someone who has more combination oily skin. Okay. Our silk powder from Tatcha has a bit of radiance in it. Yeah. So it's more forgiving on more mature skin. It cuts the shine, but it still makes the skin give a little glow. And I actually love using it underneath the eyes to buff out darkness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. It is a really beautiful powder. I've tried that one. Um, Talc-free. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay. I've actually put that one on just over when I'm wearing sunscreen. Yeah, yeah. Because it kind of sets it yeah. and it, it does, it's like, it cuts a bit of the shininess, shininess from a sunscreen, but it's still, it has a lot of skincare in it. Yeah. So um, I, I was doing that a lot last summer when that came out. And let's talk about eyes or eye makeup for another minute. What surprising trick do you have, a technique that you do that will always make the eyes look elevated in, in photos, maybe aside from false lashes? That's such a great question because I tend to not want to use a lot of eyeliner. Okay. Just because of the transfer and also to like, no one wants to really keep having to apply yeah. their yeah. eyeliner and stuff. Mm -hmm. So what I tend to do is I'll use... For a bride, if I'm using a waterproof mascara, mm -hmm. I'll take an angle brush and dip the brush into the mascara and use that as a liner. Wow. That enables me to get really close to the lash line. So it looks like the eye has a line. Yeah. But it's waterproof. So I know that that's not going to move. So what kind of brush do you use? Is it from Amazon? <laughs> I got it at the art store. Oh. Like, oh God. Michael's. Is there Michael's in? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I love going to Michael's for eye brushes because they're synthetic and they tend to keep forever. No and it's like three bucks, five dollars. Okay. Super cheap. I find it's an angle brush, less than five dollars usually. And I've had that brush for like almost 20 years. Wow. wow. And it's like a kind of like a stiffer yeah. bristles. Yeah. yeah. So I just take the mascara that's in the wand, just mm -hmm. dip the brush into it. And mm -hmm. then I'll just go in and just literally press it into the lash line and it creates a liner. Okay. I love that. This hack. mascara is a K-Beauty um, mascara. Let's, let's see. I want to see you open it. Um, see it. It's from a company called Innisfree, but, and it's waterproof. But what makes this so good is the brush. Okay. So, oh my gosh, it's a very small yeah, brush actually. But it coats, like I love this for bottom lashes. Okay. And you can just keep coating and it doesn't get chunky or heavy. Mm -hmm. How did you discover that? Oh my God. I discovered this brand when I was in Seoul, like, five, six years ago. And then they had a store in Union Square and I think the store is still there. Okay. I mean, I love this brand and their makeup is so good. Their lip products are great, mm -hmm. but I can never find a brush that small. Yeah. And so this is something you would trust for like all day, every day, wedding guest makeup totally. if you're crying? Totally. Totally. Wow. Okay. Because I never trust mascara on the bottom right, lashes. Right. Yeah. This does not budge. Okay. And it's so comfortable and it literally just gives you that separation and it makes yeah. the eyes look open okay. and it doesn't deposit too much color. Yeah. yeah. But it's just nice to like, just look awake. Yeah. And I don't like that spiky look yeah. on my bottom lashes. Weirdly, my bottom lashes are actually really long. So if I put mascara down there, totally. it kind of, it looks a bit weird. Yeah. Like I'm trying to be twiggy or something. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but I'm really not, guys. I'm really not. I want to ask you also about other secrets that you have for looking just amazing, like three things or three hacks to looking like tight and right. Obviously, you mentioned, <laughs> right. you mentioned overhead lighting, like stay away. It's like dead to us. You know, what What else do you recommend? Uh, blot papers. Um, these are yeah. my favorite. Oh, We yeah. created these in a clutch size. These are from Tatcha, everyone. And you want to just lift off the shine. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to keep adding powder. And a lot of times those like long wear powder foundations have oil in it. Yeah. So you just want to lift off that shine. You don't mm -hmm. want to have to keep applying powder. This is perfect. Okay. Um, going back to the eyes that I didn't yeah. talk yeah. about. Oh. This stuff um, from Sicily, which is a cream <gasps> eyeshadow. 
This stuff is amazing and does not move. Okay, what is this called? Let's tell everyone. It's Sicily Paris. It kind of looks like an eye paint. It's in yeah. a little tube and it's got a doe foot applicator and we will get the exact name and link to it. Oh, wow. So this color is like a bronzy yeah. brown. Yeah, so I love this with a beautiful matte red lip. Oh, yeah. I've used it on the body before. Oh, really? Yeah, it's just so beautiful. Do you become obsessed with products and want to use it on everyone? I do because, and for me, I like to think outside the box and how else I could use this. Yeah. So like I've actually used this on the lip. Oh, no way. Just to kind of add that bit of light. But this tone, this color in particular is called bronze. So okay. it actually works with a lot of different skin tones. Yeah. Um, I've actually mixed this with moisturizer um, just to kind of make it a bit creamier. Okay. Because this does dry down and does not move yeah. after hours. Beautiful. I've never really, I've never tried the Sisley makeup. I've tried lots of their skincare. Oh gosh, their eyeliners are great. They okay. have, uh, they just came out or they've had, they have this waterproof black that mm. is like a true black. Cause sometimes there's like black green or a black red or a yeah. blue black, but this one is a deep blue black mm -hmm. and it just looks great on everybody. Okay. Have you tried these Jones Road lip tints? They just no. came out. Okay. The only thing I've tried from Jones Road was the very initial assortment. So the, the product that's, I hate to make the comparison, but it's almost like the RMS. Oh. Uh, it's like, a. I honestly didn't really know what to do with it. The Miracle Bomb. Yes. Because yes. it's so, there's no coverage. Yeah, it's really And I was cool. like, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. I actually love using that on the body. Okay. Okay. Because it's so emollient rich and there's a slight pigment to it. Right. That on the body, it looks like it could work as body makeup. Oh, no way. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you're going to show me the Jones Road lip tint. Yeah. So these are great because these have a lot of pigment, but it's just so nice on on your lip. It oh, feels incredible. Beautiful. And that's all clean beauty as yeah. well for people that want that option. Really nice, you know, and it's, um, you know, from a makeup artist as well, which I think it's really cool that yeah, she's and it's, developing it. It's slim. It's great in your purse or your clutch. Yeah. But, you know, you can change the pigment if you add a liner. Yeah. Okay. It's like the easiest, most comfortable lip you could wear. Okay. Gorgeous. Now, our last question for you, Daniel, is what sort of non-makeup trick do you notice that a lot of celebrities that you, you work with do in photos? I mean, I carry a portable, it's called the makeup light with me. Oh, you and do? the makeup, I mean, that helps when there's no light. Yeah. What's the brand of that? that um, it, like? It's called the makeup light. Oh, Okay. And it's like a square. It's like a 12 by 12. It's like the size of a sheet of paper. Okay. And it's easy for me to just stash it in my backpack or in my kit and just take it with me. Okay. But it gives off this really nice balanced light. Okay. Um, that, you know, light is what we need to take a really beautiful photo. Of course. So I would say that would be the hack. <laughs> Thank you so much, Daniel, for your Thank time. You so it was so great to chat with you and get all your tips and tricks and get a little peek inside your makeup bag. And don't worry, everyone, I'm going to be posting some of these behind the scenes on our, our Instagram. So thank you so of much. Of course. Thank you. So good to see you. You too. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for listening. You can find details on every product mentioned in today's episode, along with our exclusive promo codes on our blog at breakingbeautypodcast.com. While you're there, be sure to sign up for our newsletter. Every episode will be delivered directly to your inbox so you won't miss a single thing. And get social with us. Let us know what you think of the episode. You can follow us on Instagram at breakingbeautypodcast. And did you know we also have a private Facebook group? Just search Breaking Beauty Podcast chat room. 
You can even leave us a voicemail at any time with questions or feedback at 1-844-227-0302. And don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast fix. Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts, where you can show us some love by writing a review. See you next Wednesday. 